So the 2021 NBA draft is over. Maybe not as much excitement as we had expected pertaining to the Philadelphia 76ers based off the rumors we were hearing pre-draft from guys like Woj and other things surfacing on the internet. But at the end of the day, there definitely still is a lot to unpack from last night. So let's talk about it. Perfect. 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 What is going on, everybody? RB here. Welcome back on into Philly Take with RB, where we talk about the Philly sports every single day. If you're enjoying the content, please take a second, drop a like on this video, hit the subscribe if you're new to the channel, ring the bell. That way you are notified instantly anytime I upload a video like this or go live like we did last night. Appreciate everybody coming out and hanging for the draft, even though it was a bit boring. And then one more thing, if you guys have not yet, go ahead and check out the first ever Philly Take with RB merch store hoodies, shirts, even accessories, mugs, phone cases, all that good stuff. Go check it out on the merch store. The link is down in the description to the Philly Take with RB Teespring store. All right, let's get into it. So it was definitely an interesting draft. There were a lot of moves that started to happen later on in the first round, but really it, this one came off a bit boring and I thought there were going to be a lot more moves. Um, and we thought the Sixers were going to make a move. However, before the draft, when this whole Russell Westbrook thing went down where he went to LA and then Shans was reporting that Bradley Beal was going to, you know, prefer to stay in Washington. I, I really couldn't believe it, but I said at that point, that I didn't even expect a Ben Simmons trade or anything like that to happen based off of what Bradley Beal was saying. And, and you know, I, I even said last night, if a trade did not happen, the world is not over. It, it is not over. We still have time. We still have things that we can go and do. And there's, there's different routes that we can, you know, explore and discover. And I truly believe that Daryl Morey is going to do that when you look at his past track record. But at the end of the day, when you go out early in the morning and you acquire the 53rd overall pick, I really thought we were gearing up to, to make some kind of trade, even if it was for a role player, you know, by packaging our seconds um, and getting something like that done. I thought we were going to do something and we ended up staying put. And today we're going to talk about the three draft picks that we got very shortly. And we're going to discuss Daryl Morey's press conference because there were definitely some interesting things said and not said as well. So, the Sixers end up keeping the pick. They get to number 28. Finally, the draft felt like it was four hours long in the first round. And the Sixers end up taking Jaden Springer out of Tennessee, a guard. Nice two-way guard. And, and Jaden Springer um, comes in. And a lot of people had this guy mocked around the 20 range. Some people had him, you know, in the low 20s where he ended up going. And I think I even saw a couple mock drafts that had him uh, early in the second round and and Jaden Springer a lot of people are calling this guy one of the steals of the draft at the end of the day I think he is a decent pick I thought it was a decent pick apparently Daryl Morey said that we had some offers at 28 which we'll get to later but we stay and we, we keep Jaden Springer he's six foot four 204 pounds uh, has a six foot seven wingspan a bit of a lanky guard and in his one season at Tennessee the kid averaged 12 and a half points three and a half rebounds, almost three assists a game. And he shot almost 47% from the field and 43.5% from three. But the one thing people aren't mentioning when they talk about that number is that he shot less than two threes a game. So not really much of a volume shooter here, but he did shoot 81% from the free throw line as well. And that shows that he does, you know, indeed have that potential to become a nice, solid 3 and D player, a nice shooter in the NBA. Uh, this was a decent pick for the Sixers. He's 18 years old. He's not even 19 years old yet. 
Um, and in his one season, he showed a lot of upside. He showed potential. Now, based off of where we're at as a team, is that really what we need right now? We'll, we'll talk about that more. Um, but this guy is just a project. And this, these, this is going to be the common theme of what you hear about these picks. They're projects. They're guys that we're not going to expect to contribute right away. But, you know, let them grow. Let them evolve and see what they do. And maybe this guy can become a good player. But Jaden Springer from Tennessee goes to the Sixers. He was one of the best available at the time. Um, and I think he's a decent pick and a decent player. But, you know, it's about where we are at as a team and what we're trying to do moving forward. And quite frankly, Daryl Morey hasn't kept a first round pick before last season in a long time. I'm surprised he actually kept this pick. But going on to our second pick, the Sixers stayed at pick 50 and they took Philippe Petrusev. Hopefully I said that right. Philippe Petrusev. Philippe Petrusev, an overseas player. Um, and by the way, you'll, you'll see... Um, with, with, as a common theme within these players is that they all have wacky jump shots. As you start, Jaden Springer, in addition, um, I didn't mention, but he's a very good defender as well. He's a good two-way guard. Um, and I did say he was a three and D player, but he's, his upside is more on the defensive side. Um, but, but even Jaden Springer had a wacky jump shot as well. Philippe Petrusev, um, he actually played one year at Gonzaga in his freshman year, and then he went overseas to play after not getting drafted in 2020. And then he had he just went off this year. Again, you got to look at the, the level of competition, but I really did not know anything about this guy until I went back and watched him. Has a bit of a, you know, kind of a delayed wacky jump shot as well at times, um, but he averaged 23.6 points a game this past season in the ABA Adriatic League. Uh, 7.6 rebounds a game, uh, just below two assists, and he shot almost 42% from three. This guy was like, he's a wild overseas scorer. He's a guy who can heat up. You just give him the ball and let him go to work. Um, but this is actually going to be a stash pick according to the Sixers. And unfortunately, he's not even going to play this season for the Sixers. So this is kind of a uh, a hope and promise guy that even comes over within a couple years and, and he can make an impact on the team. But he, he's a guy we'll probably forget about this season, uh, unfortunately. And then the last guy that we selected at pick 53, just a few later, I thought we were going to go for Luca Garza, but then he got taken by the Detroit Pistons. He was the national player of the year that got... Uh, worked out by the Sixers. And we went with Charles Bassey here from Western Kentucky. Charles Bassey, a, uh, a just your traditional old school type of center. Uh, a nice shot blocker. One of the best shot blockers in this entire draft. He came out as a, a you know very high recruited high school center. And uh, he's six foot 11, 235, I believe. Yes, 235. Um, and he played three seasons at Western Kentucky this last season. He averaged 17 and a half points a game. He averaged uh, just below 12 rebounds a game. And he, ha he had uh, over three blocks a game. So this guy is really just your, you know, he's going to grab the boards. He's going to play hungry. And he's going to get his inside. You know, he can shoot a little bit from the low post. Another guy, it's funny, all three of these guys have kind of a, a, a bit of a weird jump shot for him. But um, they think that Charles Bassey at least can, you know, try to develop an outside game. He shot 30.5% from three. Doesn't really take a lot of three-point attempts, but it has improved um, over the last couple years. And, well, you know, this guy might end up being our backup center. But he, these guys are just going to be players that we, you know, we throw at the wall and see which one can stick, in my opinion. 
Um, but Charles Bassey was actually mocked to the Philadelphia 76ers um, in some of these other mock drafts at 28. A lot of people had him, you know, near the end of the first round. He ended up falling all the way down to 53, and the Sixers felt comfortable, and they go out, and, you know, depending if Dwight Howard resigns and guys like that, Charles Bassey could come in and try to fight for some backup minutes. But watching this guy is very athletic, um, especially, you know, in the paint. He's pretty much a paint beast, and I, and I like his attitude towards the game. And uh, he just looks like a tank down low. I, I really think that this was a, a solid pick for how late we got him in the draft um, and based off what his potential was coming out of school. But those are the three picks that we ended up taking. Um, are these, these guys are just prospects. These are guys that we're going to, you know, hope to try to crack the rotation one day, but we'll see how it goes. And that takes me to... The other part of this, which is Daryl Morey's press conference, uh, it was very interesting. I was trying to wait up for it. It ended up being around one in the morning, two in the morning, and I just said, I'll watch it tomorrow. But at the end of the day, Daryl Morey, uh, he was questioned about everything, and he came right out of the gate. And he said this multiple times throughout that, you know, these guys are just prospects that, you know, usually you don't expect guys like this to come in year one and produce. Uh, so they're just going to be end of the rotation type of pieces. If anything, you know, last year we took Isaiah Joe, Paul Reed, even Tyrese Maxey had a lot of upside. But we, we want to see we want we need to know what's going to happen right now. And these guys are just not expected to be immediate impact type of players. So and obviously we know Doc Rivers doesn't really like to tend towards the rookies. Um for anything especially late in games so yeah that's where we're at daryl morey was was you know questioned about a lot of things but he pretty much said these guys are just going to be good prospects he said we had offers at 28 um for jane springer but we they like the value they think he can become a nice 3 and d player and they think he has a lot of upside shooting the ball unfortunately he can't be really a, a primary playmaker yet and his handles are a bit weak so he's probably gonna have to play off the ball and kind of be another 3 and d guy and even though there were players like Jared Butler on the board, I guess at the end of the day, he thought, okay, well, you know, the sure route is to go with a defender, a guy who's great on and off the ball defending. Um, but at the end of the day, Daryl Morey was then questioned uh, about this team, where we want to go. And, and to be quite honest, I can't really figure out Daryl Morey at this point. Like half of me watching this press conference thought, this guy doesn't even want to be here. It looked like he just rolled out of bed. It looked like he was tired and that he didn't even give two craps about this draft, honestly, in this press conference. And, and that kind of signals to me, okay, Daryl Morey, he has some kind of tricky plan up his sleeve. And if you look at his track record, he has made trade upon trade in his past off seasons for stars. And that was even asked to him as well. And he said, you know, and this is just paraphrasing, but he pretty much said like, with the Houston Rockets, he didn't have a first-round pick for a while because his guys were in their 30s, and he was trying to get that final piece to put them over the hump to win a championship. And I thought it was interesting when he compared it to the Sixers but said, we feel like we can still build through the draft and help our young stars mature, but at the end of the day, we still feel like we can win right now. And I don't agree with that. I think we have to go all in. I think we saw we did not have enough based on some of the flaws of our players and I think I, th I just think we have to go all in, and I think he has to take a similar approach. And in that aspect, when he started to talk about still developing guys like Ben, you know, he said we have three young stars in their prime. Um, I, I just don't, I don't know. I Part of me feels like he's just going to sit here, and it, and it feels like Doc Rivers is having an influence on him, and he's just going to try to run this back and add a couple pieces. 
But then my 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 fan urge still kicks in, and I know Daryl Morey's the same type of guy, even though he's a GM, and, and I just feel like he has something brewing. But he also did talk about the quality of the return and the player, and pretty much essentially said like, you know, the right the right availability has to be there for us to go out and do something. Um, he even talked about Tyrese Maxey, which I thought was interesting. At one point, he said he showed some good flashes, and then at, and then at another point, he said, well, you know. Tyrese Maxey and his upside and potential showed us so much that, you know, we may be able to use those dollars elsewhere in free agency. And I thought that was interesting. Like, are we going to go out here and then draft, you know, or are we going to go out here and, and sign or trade for a point guard or are we going to run it with Tyrese Maxey? I didn't really understand what he meant by that. He was all over the place back and forth and shout out to Howard Eskin, who always will ask the question we want to hear. And, uh, he asked him about the Ben Simmons thing. Well, he actually asked him about Joel Embiid as well. And Daryl Morey said, Joel doesn't really plan to get surgery. He's been in the gym looking good. Who knows where that medical diagnosis is going to be come season time. I don't know where it's going to be at. It's kind of concerning, especially if we're going to pay him a supermax. But back to the Ben Simmons thing. He, he literally told Howard Eskin, like, I am intentionally avoiding your question. I'm not going to answer it. We're focused on who we have here now. and We'll see what we can do. Obviously, he's trying to go home run swing and get these crazy packages, or maybe he has some crazy master plan and he'll try to meet somewhere in the middle. But if he doesn't and Ben Simmons comes back, I, I just don't see it happening. I don't see the value and I and I I see the value, but I don't see the value in Philly and I don't see the Philly fans welcoming him back with open arms. I just don't see it happening, even if we have to build his value up, just the vibe and just the feel of the way it ended. It just doesn't feel good to me. Uh, but other than that, you know, he talked about the draft picks. He literally said, like, we don't expect these guys to contribute right now. It usually takes two years, three years. So at the end of the day, Jaden Springer, Charles Bassey, and, and Philip Petrusev, they'll be guys that will try to stick on the wall and see if they stick. But they might crack the end of the rotation. Really, we have to build our team through free agency, which is starting on Monday, and we'll be covering all that here on the channel. There will be a lot to talk about. And and honestly, time is starting to get interesting in terms of, you know, the timetable of uh, Summer League and um, the start of next season. Like, if we don't hear in the next couple of weeks about something really escalating in terms of a Ben Simmons trade, either Daryl's going to have to come down, and really, he's going to have to bank on Bradley Beal, Dame Lillard, another star like that requesting out, and maybe one will during the free agency period next week or the week after. But if they don't, then we're kind of backed into a corner. Do we do we go and sacrifice it for Lowry, or do we wait? Like, what do we do at that point? And I think there's some big decisions to make. It's all in the timing, and Daryl Morey really has to get a feel for this like he has uh, in years past, but he knows something needs to be done. He knows something needs to be done. At the end of the day, he wouldn't really answer it. I, I'm still going to kind of lean towards the side where I think that he has a master plan or at least something to do, because if not, like I said last night, this, this offseason is monumental for the future of the Sixers. There's so much pressure, and if he doesn't get something done because he's too stubborn or he waits too long or he, he goes too fast and then, you know, misses out on a big opportunity, well... The Philly fans are not going to be happy. Let me know all your thoughts down below. What do you think is going to happen with the future? Does Ben Simmons go? Does he maybe stay at this point? Let me know all your thoughts. Appreciate you guys for tuning in. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. And I will catch you on the next one. Peace. Perfect. Perfect. Perfect.